0: Share Radio's thought for this week is called The Black Hole of Economics, and it starts with the Difference Principle, as defined by John Rawls, a 20th-century economist. Social and economic inequalities are to be arranged so that, one, offices and positions must be open to everyone under conditions of fair equality of opportunity, and two, they ought to be of the greatest benefit to the least advantaged members of society. My reading material for the UK August Bank Holiday Weekend has been Capitalism, a Graphic Guide, by Don Cryan, Sharon Chatil and Pierrot, a book published in 2019. It's an entertaining romp, through capitalist economics, from the demise of feudalism, to Thomas Piketty's book, Capital in the 21st Century. The extraordinary thing about this history of economic development is that there is no mention of intergenerational rebalancing at any point. The only reference to inherited wealth is on its penultimate page, and then only in the context of a wealthy getting wealthier. At various times over the past 400 years, Great economists have wrung their hands to deplore the polarisation of wealth, but none of them have contemplated using the human life cycle as a tool for rebalancing. Instead, state intervention is the only means offered for reducing inequality, but it has been proven over and over again that this doesn't work. The essence of a human life cycle is, firstly, That humans born into this world have the same mix of potential for individual achievement, regardless of class, gender, race or nationality. It's not nature which handicaps us, except medically. It's nurture. And secondly, that we enter this world with nothing, and we leave everything material behind us when we die. This presents economists with a huge opportunity, but they seem to be totally oblivious of it. Instead, they look at humanity as a continuous mass of activity driven by factors such as supply, demand, labour, capital, inflation and interest rates. Meanwhile, their view of how the present should be designed to influence a future is so heavily conditioned by discounting, that their strategic perspective is not much different from the average politician. Untroubled by the guidance of economists to do otherwise, governments therefore continue to seize what they can from the estates of rich people as they die, only to squander it in the melting pot of trying to cope with their bloated public sectors and sky-high national debts. There are, of course, many individuals who leave generous donations to charity but mostly they make provision for their own descendants, hence the Piketty reference to inherited wealth. I'm not an economist by training, but the fact that the discipline has passed through centuries of great thinkers without addressing the opportunity for intergenerational rebalancing is simply disgraceful. John Locke was an economist living from 1632 to 1704, and he asserted, that people in the state of nature have the right to private property, which is of fundamental importance to the moral justification of capitalism. And John Rawls' difference principle, as in our quotation, points towards a more egalitarian society. But why has no one in the long chain of economists looked to draw these objectives together? We have argued frequently for using inheritance levies to fuel intergenerational rebalancing. And on several occasions, I have written to HM Treasury asking them to hypothecate these receipts in order to provide disadvantaged young people with starter capital accounts and incentivize learning for life skills, but all to no avail. It's high time we resolved this black hole of economics. On 1st of September, the oldest recipients of child trust funds reach 21 years of age. Its funding may not have been drawn from inheritance tax receipts, but it is the first time that a comprehensive programme of starter capital account provision has been made with additional targeting for young people from low-income households. Economists across the world should be looking carefully at its impact, but at present there is little evidence that they are doing so. With the exception of a team from Bristol University who are working with the Share Foundation. But there remains a big challenge to ensure that these young people from disadvantaged backgrounds are actually receiving the benefits of their good fortune. As we reported on 31st of July, there are over 1 million adult child trust fund accounts waiting to be claimed from the account providers with a total value of nearly £2 billion. Government needs to be as focused as the share foundation in enabling the receipt end of intergenerational rebalancing to work. Only then will we be able to put the hard facts in front of the economists in order to show them the more egalitarian merits of capitalism. There is a widespread acknowledgement, even from Karl Marx, that capitalism is the only way forward for economic growth. He said, First, it is going to spread globally and defeat all rival economic systems. Second, it is going to bring an unprecedented level of technological advance. Both of these processes will eventually bring about, for the first time, the possibility of supplying the global demands of mankind. Capitalism inspires human enterprise, promotes creativity, and copes with an immense variety of change factors. However, it also leads to immense concentration of wealth and control, and that is its Achilles heel. In the long run, this can only be addressed by using the natural human life cycle to rebalance as generations move forward. Readers of our commentaries will know that there is not only theory, but also practical experience here to show how this can happen.